Welcome back to the ball, episode number five. No football this week, but we do have some news and also a special guest coming on today. I want to kickstart things off with some news. Now, due to the coronavirus, there was obviously a bit of an economic impact for the league and the championship, which is the second tier English Premier uh, Football League. And they submitted a 150 million euro bailout, the Premier League did at least, which was rejected by the championship because it was too top heavy. The best teams in the league, your Liverpools, your cities, your Arsenals, they were having a bit too much say in the negotiations. And they, they were going to have basically the Premier League decide when the fixtures would be. Um, obviously, they would make their schedule a bit more laxed and maybe easier since they have competitions during the week and the weekend. So the championship teams didn't like that. They didn't like the controlling of fixtures by the upper league. And the bailout also offered 50 million, a 50 million euro grant. Now, that was going to be paid out during the season with a new pay-per-view service that was going to get introduced here. So you'd have to pay to watch every single game, which in effect you already do, right? If you're watching on maybe Peacock Premium um, or just your local channel, maybe. But they turned it down and... Now the championship wants more money. They say they needed 250 million euros in order to cover the cost from the coronavirus. And word came out today that the top clubs even offered to quit the Premier League, which was a big row. I'm sure it made a big row in the negotiation room if Manchester City is saying, hey, we're going to leave the Premier League if this doesn't go through. But let's keep our eye on that. I doubt uh, we'll hear too much more about it. I'm sure football is still going, will keep going on. Um, but interesting news nonetheless. And then second news is Arsenal's Keita became England's all-time under-21 leading scorer. He scored over uh, Turkey. They won 2-0 and they actually clinched the Euros, under-21 Euros. And he's got 14 goals, which is a record. I was kind of surprised it was that low. I would think with the likes of Sterling and Harry Kane and top forwards like that, you'd maybe score more than 14 goals. But I guess you have to think about it if those top, top class players really don't spend too, too much time playing under 21. They kind of just get pushed up to the senior team. So that's probably why that goal tally is low. So 14 goals is the uh, all-time record for under 21 for England. And next we've got Ronaldo tested positive for COVID. He is in isolation. He's not showing any symptoms. So he's one of those asymptomatic people. If you see Ronaldo walking down the street, don't approach. He's asymptomatic and he's got COVID. They say once he was once his results came back, he obviously couldn't train with the team, but he did stay at the facilities 
because his bedroom actually overlooks the training ground and his terrace overlooks the pitch. So good on him. Good on him. So he's missing their next game versus Sweden. It's going on on Wednesday. I'm sure they'll still do fine without him. And other international news, Ukraine beat Spain 1-0. It was a big shocker. Ukraine had lost their last three games, including a game with Spain uh, last month, and also a 7-1 thrashing from France. Uh, mind you, the Ukraine had six players get sent home because they all tested positive for COVID, so that didn't help. But good on them. The Ukraine beat Spain 1-0. It's good stuff. Now we're going to introduce a brand new team member to the ball. We're very excited about this. He will be joining the team as a senior analytics director. And first, I want to give a huge shout out to Alec Burke, our audio engineer, for making this, making this episode possible. Because due to COVID, we had to do some finagling and all the social distancing. So a lot of audio work and... No one else could have done it better than the ball's very own Alec Burke. Thank you very much for that. So, new team member, Brian Grobe, comes to us from uh, Gonzaga University. He was the senior staff writer for the Gonzaga Bulletin. So we had to do some hard negotiations. Finally got him under, under contract here at the ball. He's a maths major. So we're going to be getting some good stuff. Uh, Brian... Welcome to, the, welcome to the team, Brian. You know, I'm really excited we could get a deal done. I'm excited about the opportunity here ahead with the ball. We're excited to have you. We're excited to have you. So yesterday, I text Brian, welcome to the team. Now, it's time to get to work. And he texts me back, what would you like? I tell him, look, you're the expert here. So Brian, what, what do you have prepared for us today? Give us basically a rundown of uh, what you got up to last night. Yeah. So you know, given you know that we didn't have any soccer this week to evaluate and uh, analyze, you know, I decided you know let's take this time and you know give a prediction for the end of the season and see you know based on you know the four match days we have thus far, um, and also looking back to last year, you know how is the table going to stack up at the end of the year? Okay. So you're basically looking at the table now four games in right mm -hmm. and we're going to project what it's going to look like at the end of the season correct okay what what factors did you use in order to get get to that projection yeah so i went and looked into you know the goals for and goals against for each team um thus far this year as well as you know what looking at the past year and then we uh, created a model and applied that to each fixture all the way through the end of the year mm -hmm. um to see what the results from our predictions are going to look like okay and you know we, we came out with some interesting stuff okay i feel like we need a name for this we'll call this maybe the brian's predictions <laughs> <laughs> that'll sit for now that'll sit for now <laughs> all right yeah let's sit let's sit on that for now yeah not not a whole lot of surprises at the top you know okay. we're, we're, we're looking at uh city actually came out looking at the math looking at the, the you know Liverpool's results against Villa definitely did not help in this model. Okay, uh, yeah, given that two not. two seven result, um, but so City comes out on top. Okay. Um, then coming out after that, we have Liverpool, Leicester, and Tot and Tottenham rounded okay. out our Champions League. So that's the top five. 
uh, top four. Top four. That's top four. Okay. And then Chelsea uh, will be t- uh, straight into the Europa League mm-hmm. with uh, Aston Villa. Okay. Surprised thus far this season, um, earning that playing opportunity. Yeah. No. From that top five, it sounds pretty accurate to me. It sounds pretty accurate to me. Yeah, I think you know some notable uh, people that are real far down in the model here. We're looking at Manchester United. Okay. That thrashing against Tottenham, you know, yeah. definitely did not hurt or did not help, um, even with their top three finish in last year's season. Wow. Um, you know, you mentioned Ronaldo uh, developing the coronavirus. You know, the Wolves are already 11th in the, our predictions here. You know, if that really spreads throughout the Portuguese team, uh, who knows what's going to happen to Wolves. Yeah, that's a very Portuguese-heavy team. <laughs> yeah, very much so. Uh, and then looking at some of the newcomers looking in, uh, Leeds United, you know, they're they're projecting right now to be a top 10 finish in the oh, league I after just getting promoted. And, I you can know, see that. After results, uh, strong results uh, versus likes of Liverpool, even though it came out a loss, you could see their potential. I said I said it last time at the ball. They're a very aggressive team. I love the coach. I love the players. I feel like they're going to be a surprise this season. Yeah, you ask me. Especially with Phillips running the show in the middle. Oh yeah, a lot of quality. But then again, we have the, the likes of Fulham, also another newcomer in the league. Yeah, who do you have getting kicked out of the league this this season? Who do you have getting demoted? down again these are the balls predictions from our very own senior staff uh analyst here so who's getting kicked out of the league based on the numbers so far you know looking at you know right at the edge we have burnley okay um just their you know the, the goal differential that they've put up thus far and not not too successful season last year that's sticking them down at the bottom and then rounding out uh we have west brom and fulham Okay. It, th- that looks looking bleak. Yeah, yeah. Well, Fulham, I'll say this. Fulham has easily been the worst team to watch and the worst performing team in the Premier League. They've been giving in goals and not putting in as much. So whenever I see Fulham on the fixture schedule, I stay away. I'll be honest. Unless they're playing one of the top six, I don't watch. Yeah, there's no way, you know, over here on the West Coast, we're waking up for a 4.30 uh, Fulham fixture. No way. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. <laughs> Absolutely not. Yeah, you know, as you know, with this model, you know, as these fixtures come in, and we keep getting actualized results. You know, we'll, we'll keep updating this and keep checking it out and see it. You know, what whether our initial uh, predictions hold up towards the end of the season. For sure, for sure, and we will keep this model updated, and we will compare it in live time with what the actual table is looking like. We're very excited for this model I know it took a lot of work um, so should be exciting should be exciting model to, to see do you have anything else uh, that you yeah. want to run down and, and give to the people again this is the balls senior analyst yeah so so another thing I decided to take a look after getting Sue's exciting test about this uh, opportunity for employment here at the ball uh, was to, to look into the top offensive teams thus far in the season okay and what was what what came so when you're looking at top offensive teams, what things are you looking at in order to claim this team is the best offensive team? Well, I mean, there's some clear stats that indicate success offensively. You know, shots, shots on target. You know, putting pressure on the opponent's goal. Of course. Um, I think we're looking, you know, outside of statistics as well. Just some of the dynamic play, different threatening options. Um, you know, there's a lot to look into and dig into. 
So give us, give, who, who are these teams that came out to be top? Well, so I'm going to give you three teams in no particular order. Okay. We're going we're gonna to start out with Liverpool. You know, again, disappointing result um, in the last match day. Um, but the stats are there. They Throughout the first four games, they have the, the highest shot totals. They have the highest number of passes. They're controlling the game um, from every fixture. They have the most corners. The ball is dominated in their attacking half. Um, and they do have some ball players on that team. Whenever there's a corner, you've got Alexander Arnold there. If there's a free kick, you've got Henderson. You've got Thiago now. If it's right outside the 18, I mean, that team has some dead ball specialists and some dead ball specialist finishers. Yeah, cause I was just gonna say yeah. Van Dyke. You know, Firmino is not uh, afraid to get up in the air That's and true. attack the ball. Uh, Fabinho's a presence. That's true. Um, and building off of that, um, every position on the field is a threat. You know, whether you're looking at that front three, which is, you know, arguably the best in the Premier League. You know, we have. Um, dynamic. We have a, a midfield uh, with Thiago that's going to be spreading the ball around, um, and then Fabinho and Wijnaldum doing the dirty work. Outside backs, you can't say enough about the um, element that he brings to the game. That's true. Yeah, that's true. Great stuff. And then the next one was w one of the surprises of the season, but may maybe not in some people's eyes. But Everton, um, they thus far have tied for the highest goal count in the league. Um, primarily sparked from the addition of James Rodriguez to the team. You know, he's really added a, another dimension that had been missing. You know, a playmaker, somebody slotting in balls to the likes of Richarlison and Calvert-Lewin. He's a great player. I always say, great players are great players no matter where they play. You know, James came from the Spanish league. He wasn't getting too much time at Real Madrid. Obviously, when you have a midfield with Tony Cruz, Luka Modric, you know, Casemiro, you're not going to get in that team unless You've got some World Cup caps, and you've got Champions League titles under your belts. Some world's starting 11 top players in there. So he was a great player, just didn't get enough run in. He went to Bayern under the same coach and had a great season there. Now he's in the Premier League. The, the field is the field, no matter where you play. It's the same field in Germany. It's the same field in England. It's the same field in Spain. And he's showing his quality. He's really, really showing his quality. And within this Everton squad, he's going to be able to, you know, take over a role similar to what he was able to take on at Columbia during the World Cup, where he was able to really shine and, you know, come onto the world stage, where, you know, he is the number one guy on this team. And he's, he's proven it thus far. What do you think about his partnership with Calvert-Lewin up top there? It's from, from what I've seen, it's been great. Calvert-Lewin looks... I've, I've been hearing Ronaldo comparisons. Don't kill me, people out there. But this is what this is this is what I hear. I just report. Well, I think you might want to hit the brakes on that a little bit. But he has proven his uh, goal scoring quality. You know, he's leading the, tied with the son from Tottenham with six goals thus far in the league. And you know, he's he's doing that outside of Everton too. Yeah, getting some goals in the international break with England, and you know, taking over that starting role there too. It's a, um, he's, he's an exciting player. That front three as well I'm, I, I'm blanking on who's on the other side but Richarlison I really love watching that guy play he's got the Brazilian flair he's strong he's fast he can finish um, you know Everton is Everton's going to be a, a formidable matchup in, in, in this in this season and the first two teams you've mentioned so far are Liverpool and Everton which is actually one of the headlining fixtures this this weekend how do you see that coming out well, I think Liverpool is going to have something to prove. 
um, coming off that um, awful fixture and with Aston Villa. And not to mention they're going to be having the returns of the likes of Mane to solidify that press, as well as Thiago, who's just going to spread the ball out. I think Everton, they're going to they're going to be tough and they're going to come out on the break. But we're just going to see how that plays out. Big game, big game. Who else is on this best offensive teams? So far, we've got Liverpool, Everton. Rounding it out, I have to put give it to Tottenham. You know, tied with Everton thus far with the highest goal count at 12. And they have, Liverpool has the most shots, but they have the most shots on target. They're getting quality opportunities. Um, and, you know, that's coming primarily through Kane and Son. Um, it's incredible the dude partnership they have. That's um, true. Son leading the league in goals and Kane leading the league in assists. Um, and, you know, I'm, I think they have arguably the best offense in the league, and that's even before Bale's come onto the scene. I'll go on the right. I've, I've said it before again a couple episodes back. I think that's the best front three in the league, if you ask me. Bale, Son, and Harry Kane. English Harry Kane, the best striker in England, obviously. Some people might argue that fact, but I think he's the best striker in the league. Um, Bale, his resume speaks for himself. And son having a breakout season. That's a that's a pretty strong front three. Yeah. The best, I think. Absolutely. And you know, in, in past seasons for Tottenham, Kane's been um, having to carry the load on his shoulders, especially in scoring goals. And having these other two guys really emerge is gonna be amazing. And also the addition of uh Regul Regulon. I'm not sure if I'm saying oh, that yeah. correctly. Regu- Regulon, also a Madrid player. Yeah. The stunt at Sevilla. Having an attacking element from their defensive line, it's it brings another element to him. I've seen a couple games with him in the team and what a world of difference he makes. He is relentless. He will make he's he almost reminds me of a Robertson at Liverpool. As going up and down the line. Maybe not as sound defensively, but attack, he's there. The attack is all there. Attack is all there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you know, four weeks in, that's the way I see it, um, based on numbers and also, you know, the eye test as well. But we'll, we'll continue to look at this as the season progresses. That's good. Thank you so much. The ball finally has a numbers guy. <laughs> Again, Brian Grobe, uh, senior staff writer at the Gonzaga Bulletin. And... We're great to have him here, and thank you so much again. Glad to be here. Looking forward to the next time we can connect. Thanks for tuning in to The Ball, airing every Wednesday on Apple iTunes and Spotify. Let's get the ball rolling. See you next week.